This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research with Executive Platforms, and this is another episode of EP Thought Leader's Blueprint podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Fabio Duarte, a research scientist with Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Fabio is part of a team whose submission, Rowboat, and I apologize for my accent, that's actually a portmanteau of robot and boat, and then the subtitle is A Fleet of Autonomous Boats. Uh, it's a finalist for the Supply Chain Technology Enablement Award at the EP Awards happening next month in Chicago. Fabio, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> now, I've read your submission, and I was really impressed. Uh, to me, this sounds like you've taken the fiction out of science fiction. For our listeners, can you give us an overview of what you and your team are doing? Yeah, so a few years ago, we, we've been approached by the city of Amsterdam, uh, to help them to think what autonomy would bring to the city. So we've been discussing a lot about autonomous vehicles, driverless cars, uh, and then I said, but does it make sense to have driverless cars here in Amsterdam? And working with them, we came up with the idea of having autonomous boats, so robotic boats, rowboats. And since then, we've been developing this new technology to have autonomous boat in Amsterdam. So are these going to be water taxis? Are they going to be barges? What, what sort of, uh, uh, what will you be moving with the boats? Yeah, that's also interesting because when we approach the city, we say, okay, look, uh, we're going to have these autonomous uh, floating platforms. Let's not call them boats because we're not only moving people, but perhaps we can use these boats to bring food to the city, to remove waste from the city, and also to combine these platforms and create, let's say, temporary stages for concerts or temporary bridges. So the idea is that instead of uh, having a single function to this vessel, this would be a floating platform that can combine as if we have floating pixels that would combine together and create different things uh, in the city. Now, in your submission, there are actually some pictures. This is something people are really seeing and engaging with right now in Amsterdam. Uh, how is the public responding to all this? Yeah, so unfortunately not yet, because this is a, a five plus five year project, and we are finishing year three. So uh, it's quite hard uh, to have a boat or a car or anything uh, driving for itself or navigating for itself. And also, in the aquatic environment, we have other obstacles that we don't see when we think of driverless cars. Uh, so we now what we have in Amsterdam is a two-by-one uh, boat that we, we, we have there testing. And next year, we'll be building the first full-scale rowboat. And then we'll test the first use case. So... Uh, the plan is that by the end of 2021, the city will have a small fleet of autonomous boats. Amazing. And these boats are going to be owned by the city of Amsterdam? Like it's going to be a sort of a municipal fleet? Yeah. Uh, initially, for the, the, the pilot project, let's say, uh, for the pilot, the city will own the, the boats. 
the city is uh, funding this research, which is a collaboration between MIT and Delft University and Wageningen University in Amsterdam. Uh, and also the AMS Institute is behind it. So initially the city will own the small fleet of boats, but eventually uh, we believe that we're gonna have other companies interested in having boats to, to deliver mail or to, to create these floating uh, restaurants or bars or to transport people from one side to the other of some of the canals. Absolutely. So you mentioned you're sort of in year three and you've got sort of a, a, a small vessel sort of uh, for experimental purposes. What are some of the things that have surprised you as this uh, project has unfolded? So uh, obviously, as all with all technological projects, the first surprise is that we found more obstacles that we were expecting. So one of them is that we use LiDAR. LiDAR is a laser beam. So in order to, to see if there's an obstacle in front of me, uh, I have this laser beam. And then when it hits something, it bounces and I can measure the distance. The problem is that with the laser beam, when it's raining, the, 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 the water, it diverts the, the laser beam. So I cannot measure distance precisely. And this was for us, uh, it still is a, a huge challenge because we are in aquatic environment. So uh, we have splashes all the time. So this is one aspect of the technology that driverless cars are also facing. But when it's raining, the car can simply stop. But in our case, in an aquatic environment, we have water splashes the whole time. So we're trying to combine other technologies to 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 get to get the, the boat uh, navigating even in these rainy or watery conditions. It's interesting you mentioned uh, uh, self-driving cars. I, I know a little bit about that, and one of the sort of goals of that is eventually the cars will talk to each other. Is that something that you're uh, thinking about with boats as well, where they would let each other know where they are? Ah, yes. So this is a very interesting part of the project because what we call is the multi-vessel coordination. So actually, uh, when I have, let's say that I want to create uh, a stage. So a stage would require, let's say, eight floating platforms to come together and creating this, this platform. So how do I do that? I cannot have a captain bringing the platforms because it's an autonomous boat. So actually, all the boats, they talk to each other and say, okay, look, this is the shape that I want. And the shape requires eight boats. So the boats talk to each other, they know the location of each of them. And then there is a, uh, uh, we can assign what we call the master boat. And this master boat, it decides uh, which boat should come first and take which position to allow the other boats to come to their respective position and create the stage. So it's true, the boats will be communicating to each other the whole time. <laughs> it almost sounds, uh, it does sound like science fiction. This is something where uh, in the future, there will be a, a fleet of boats that can just come together and create uh, platforms of different shapes, different sizes for different purposes uh, that are communicating to each other. How are people interacting with that? Like, uh, you know, when I think of uh, drones flying in the air, there's someone there with a, a remote control. How autonomous are these boats? Yeah, so currently we already have this multi-vessel coordination working with the small-scale boats. So we've been testing here uh, at MIT in the swimming pool 
with this one meter by 50 centimeter boat and they come together, they, they latch to each other and they create bridges or platforms. It's quite uh, amazing actually. And then uh, the point, uh, how people will interact with that. So initially it would be something that the city will decide, okay, now I need a bridge. So the boats will come and create the bridge. But after some time, we can even have some events where people can decide to control uh, a set of boats. So again, to, to use the example of the, the concert. So let's say that I have a concert uh, in an area of Amsterdam. So the company or whoever is, is, is hosting the concert can have a fleet of boats and then define the shape and then the boats will there and form the shape that they need. Amazing. And as you mentioned, like this will have all kinds of applications for it can deliver mail, it can uh, it can bring food or, or garbage in and out of the city. Like this is something that becomes very scalable. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we, we found also doing one of the use cases for Amsterdam, uh, which was waste collection. Uh, currently in Amsterdam, in most of the city, uh, they have underground beams. So you have to walk a maximum of 90 meters to bring your waste to an underground waste bin. But they cannot do the same thing in the city center because it's a historical site. Uh, they're close to the canals. So how to do that? So we try to do basically the same thing, but using boats. People would bring the, the waste to the canals and throw the waste into a boat. And by doing that, we would reduce the number of trucks that would need to, to, to collect the, the, the trash by at least 30%. So if we think uh, in all the, 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 the problems that trucks bring to a, a historical city as Amsterdam, uh, the benefits of the boats, they, they are way beyond the, the aquatic environment, actually. Absolutely. Uh, out of curiosity, these boats, they're, they're running diesel engines, electric engines. What, uh, what's their propulsion system? Uh, it's uh, lithium batteries. And, and why uh, also, this is interesting because the city of Amsterdam decided that by 2025, all the vessels entering in Amsterdam, they need to be electric. So from the very beginning, uh, we said, okay, we don't have any other option. We need to work with batteries. Uh, so I know you mentioned you're on year three. Um, what are year and four, four and five look like? Like where, where is this project uh, going and uh, what do you think will happen when the project is completed? Yeah. Well, what we are excited with year four is that we're going to have a full scale boat. So actually we are going to Amsterdam uh, uh, very soon now in September uh, to, to finalize the, the design with the company that will be producing the full scale boat for us. So what's exciting is that by the end of year four, we're going to have a full scale boat. So far, we have ideas, we have technologies, we have prototype, but I think it will be a, a huge milestone when you say, look, this is the boat. This is how the boat will actually be in the future. And when the project is completed, uh, what, are, what are the next steps planned by MIT and its partners to uh, either commercialize this technology or, or get it in front of people who are going to want to uh, move forward with it? What are, what are the hopes and dreams of the project? Yeah, I think we can, uh, we can uh, see three things right now. One of them is what we've been calling powered by robot. And what is this? So we have several technologies that they work 
on the rowboat, but they can be applied to any other uh, small vessel. So let's say that you have a boat, a regular boat in Amsterdam, but you decide, let's say, to, to have this boat autonomous for a while. So you don't need to, to buy a rowboat. You simply buy this package, the autonomy package, and in, put this package into your boat. Or let's say that you want to collect uh, water samples because rowboat also uh, measures water quality while it's, it's navigating. So you simply have this component installed in your regular boat. So the first thing is powered by rowboat. The second thing is that we hope to have, by the end of year five, the first use case uh, fully implemented in Amsterdam in a way that the city will be the first city in the world that will have autonomous boats, not only as a prototype, but actually performing an urban function. And the third vision is that we do have several cities across the world with aquatic environments from here, from Boston, that we have a major river, but also in, in, in Shanghai, where they have several canals, or in Tokyo, where they're going to have the Olympic Games. So, and they have these canals. And so we think that rowboat can perform different functions in different cities where we can see these canal systems. Absolutely. Um, if there's one idea or, or issue you want listeners of this podcast to think about further, you know, what is it? What do you hope they'll take away from our conversation today? So I think one thing that uh, for us is quite uh, relevant for robot is that it's not uh, autonomous vehicles in general. We should not think autonomous vehicles as a replacement of existing vehicles. Because even if from today to tomorrow, all the cars that we have in our cities become autonomous. We're still going to have millions of cars running in this country. And we're going to have all these streets clogged. Uh, the traffic will be uh, better, but still, we're going to have too many cars. So I think the idea is that, okay, if I have this technology, how can I use this technology to change the way we think mobility in cities? And in the case of rowboat is the case. So they use boats in Amsterdam. But instead of thinking of a regular boat and give autonomy to the regular boat, what if I start thinking of a floating platform that can have multiple functions? So I think this is the main takeaway. Don't think of driverless cars, of autonomy, as a replacement of the existing fleet, but how this technology can change, can disrupt our current mobility. Absolutely. Fabio, I want to thank you again for your time. It's, it's a pretty incredible uh, project you're working on here, and I, I really thank you for telling us a little bit more about it. Good luck to you and the rest of your team at the EP Awards next month in Chicago. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Until next time, I've been Jeff Mix of Executive Platforms, and this has been the EP Thought Leader Series Blueprint Podcast. Thanks for listening.